Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. Today, last week I was saying we talked about a rise warrior, right? Today uh, uh, is a spin to it, and I know some of y'all be like, "Well, you just said a rise, but now you saying this." I'm a tired old man. Y'all know what? Y'all know people tired old man, amen. But let's pray, and then we're gonna get right to work. Father, I thank you, praise you, Father, for this this day, Father, for this is the day that you have made. God, I am extremely rejoiceful, and I'm always glad, Father. Thank you for waking me up this morning, Father. Thank you, God, for these people who are present on today, those who are watching, God. Thank you that something be said on today, Father, that will move their lives, hallelujah, forward and towards and advancing the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father. We give you glory, honor, and praise for the word, God. We thank you, Father, that the word is anointed, Father, and it is set right now, Father. Heal, deliver, set free, that you will change someone's life in the course of their lives forevermore because of this message on today, God. We give you glory, honor, and praise. It's in Jesus' name, we thank you. Everyone who agrees, say amen. 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 Last week we talked about a rise warrior. And today I'm going to be talking about something different. Genesis chapter 39. We talked, we talked, we mentioned that the Bible, oh, that the um the Wi-Fi is a little spotty. So if you guys have your Bibles online, I would encourage you guys download your download it so you guys will have it in your um in your apps already. You don't have to worry about um, not being able to pull them up. As well as get you are. Make sure to get you a hard back Bible. You can never be a hard or soft back Bible. Something with pages that you can hit actually pages turn. Not saying that technology is something um, funny. We but technology is technology. And it, you know, as anything. It works sometimes and it doesn't work sometimes. It just depends on what it is. One thing is for certain, two things is always for sure. You got this, if you have an actual Bible, physical Bible, it's gonna always be pages unless you know you just got mad when they ripped it out. I didn't like what that said. Or you never let your kids, you know, let your kids draw in. You know how we do. They bored in church, so you start letting them mark your Bibles up. I used to see that in church, and I used to be the weirdest thing in me. Like, wow, you just he got the shock. He's just going crazy in the Bible. And so, Genesis chapter 39. God, this is the very familiar passage. This is the story of Joseph. Amen. 
Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. Some people have likened my life to Joseph, amen. God has called me a Joseph. I am because I've been thrown in the pit. I've had those who call themselves my brothers try to kill me. And I've had people talk about me. And I even had the story we're going to talk about today, guys. Amen. <laughs> Chapter 39, verse 1, right? Come on, read it. Read. Yeah, I know she, she wants. She wants to be the reader. I, 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 I said, "Do you want me to read?" You never, you don't, don't, yeah, very rarely ask me, "Can you read?" This is the second Sunday. I'm happy. I want you to read. I'm just open. I say, <laughs> and I say, "Hold it!" I want you to stop. I'm I didn't mess with you last week, so hold it. Just yeah. so, starting at one. So here, so here's the rules of the reading. Read. Just yeah, read. Now let's go through. We work and we okay. work out the process. Come on. Come on. So, don't be laughing at me, y'all. Oh, everybody laughing. So, when we when read, you read. When I say, hold it, stop! Do you want to read? I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. okay. So, go ahead. First one. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, Joseph. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was on, who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard Amen. bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he proposed. I'm sorry, y'all. Mm -hmm. The Lord was with Joseph and he was paid. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered mm -hmm. and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One translation said, she said, come lie with me. Mm -hmm. She, look, <coughs> Joseph, so Joseph was built and he was handsome. And this lady, part of why she wanted him so bad. 
that. And listen, Joseph, we already know that Joseph had so many other things going on in his life. And that he, everything that happened in Joseph's life, he always found faith. God always granted Joseph faith. And even in this story, it shows the favor of God that's on his life. Because the lead up to this is his brothers had, had thrown him into a pit. Yeah, and 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 sold, and sold him to slavery. And that, and then he went in. And so when they when they grabbed him and they then they then they then they brought him into slavery, he how do you go from a slave to now being over <laughs> the house of one of the lead soldiers? And I'll turn one of the generals. They said captain here with one of the generals in the army. He was over it because they'll just give ordinary people residence in military. You have to be an officer or a high-ranking officer to gain some, some, some greater housing that this gentleman had. And he became the chief of the house. But everything went through him. And the wife thought that included her. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And so can you imagine how day after day he would keep keep getting propositioned? Come lie with me, lie with me, and she just she she throwing herself at him. And this is so pick up and square, pick up the 10. Yeah, that's what it was. And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Mm-hmm. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. That's an exclamation mark, y'all. Just one shot. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him this story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. Right. And she said, in one translation, said to mock me. Mm-hmm. And so hold right there. Listen, I want to talk to you guys on today from, from the, the, the lesson it's okay to run. Mm. <laughs> it's okay to run. Now I know last week we talked about a rise warrior. And sometimes great warriors have to run. Because you have to know when to fight and when not to fight. Amen. Amen. You wasn't built or conditioned to fight every fight. There's a specific fight that God has created just for you, which gives you the armor to be able to stand and to fight the fight you have to fight. See, I can't fight your fight for you. You have to. That's why the Bible says fight the good fight of faith because your faith conditions you for your fight. Not my faith. 
I release my faith with your faith, but if your faith isn't released, my faith is, is null and void. So the fight that you have to fight, you have to be willing to run away from certain things. And what Joseph had to do was, Joseph knew that he was favored. But Joseph knew that if I would have stood there and stood my ground and said, she's coming on to me. That's a losing proposition for Joseph. He knew I, if I stand and say it's her, it wasn't me. I've already lost. So it's best that I run and the only thing that she has of any proof that I was even here was my coat. So he ran up out of his coat. And some of you guys have to, listen, you are in situations that you need to run up out of right now. Well, I got a pack. Why? <laughs> what you packing? If it's worth being left behind, you got to leave it behind. Now, I know that sounded a little funny for some of y'all. But what's, what's worth being left behind? Anything that costs you your soul. Amen. Anything that's a challenge to your life, your, your spirit, you have to be willing to leave it behind. Well, easier said than done, Pastor B. No, because I had to do it. Mm -hmm. Tony, we were we were we were dating. Mm -hmm. I was working at a whole, I was working part-time with a, a transportation company, and we would um, we would have children come into town teaching about civic government. And they would stay the week, have many days, and they would have chaperones. I was a chaperone. One of the front desk clerk ladies was flirting with me. She came on very, very aggressive. And I'm not suggesting that I'm built like Joseph. <laughs> but I'm not built like Trey <laughs> So I have to, so she was coming on. And all throughout the night, the children had this was their last night. So every everything only last night, we give them a big party in the ballroom. And you know, teenagers and children, they do what they do. They get down and they they party. I'm in my I'm in my late 20s, but I'm in my late 20s. I'm not partying. I'm, I'm in the I'm in the, to the church now. So I'm sitting out in the lobby and just making sure that none of the boys and girls are going off and doing other things other than dancing. And so she still, she kept coming around. And she's like, do you have, this first time I've seen you, you work here? And I'm like, no, I don't work here, but I'm working with the group. Oh, you got a room here in the hotel? Reluctantly, yes. I said, yes, yeah, we, yeah, I'm, I'm here with the group. <laughs> and the whole time, I knew I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, they don't think that has me just trying, he's playing green. No, I knew what was doing, I knew what was going on. I'm not entertaining it though. I'm doing my best to try to curb as much as I can. Persistence was still there. And so she was like, maybe I should stay over. I, I, I really don't want to drive tonight because I have to work so late. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
So she over the counter at the counter talking and we talking. Don't think nothing of it because one 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 hour on her, the other hour on the kids because I'm trying to focus on it. But my job, stay focused on that. And man, oh man, <laughs> just kept going, kept going. Yeah, I'm gonna stay. So maybe an hour or two later, the party's winding up. I'll go out on the stairs to my room and I'll come back down just to make sure all the kids, and then I have to, we have to go up to make sure all the kids clear the hallway. And so she saw me. Yeah, I got me a room. I'm gonna be staying in this room. I'm gonna be watching some movies. If you ain't doing nothing, come back down. See me. Which room you staying in? Nothing. She got my name. Found out what room I was staying in. And we talking, we chit chatting. You know this girl had on a, a message yet? <laughs> because you, you can't really believe the stuff that happens. That has never happened before. Never. And it never happened before. And myself, I was like, whoa. No man. <laughs> uh-uh. We're not going to do this. And I literally, I ran. I was like running in my spirit, y'all. <laughs> I, I, and I knew the story of Joseph, and I could see myself running like I, I was this, this, not married to her at all, not committed to the degree where I owe her anything other than to be committed to telling her the truth about things. The, the greatest commitment I had was to my relationship with God. So I'm saying that to say, sometimes you got to take your eyes off of people and put your focus on God, your relationship with God. And sometimes you got to run to preserve your relationship with God and not necessarily with people. Not saying that your commitment to people is not important. But I value my relationship with God because I knew if I did anything with this woman, it would mess up my witness. So what did I do? I immediately, the next day, I told her what happened. Didn't owe her anything, but I told her what happened. Why? Because I wanted her to know you can trust me. Amen. Because if we're not together, and you can trust me when we get together, you can put your whole, your whole confidence in the fact that I won't abuse our relationship. Amen. 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 And that was the and that was the growth for me because I was a whole mom. No, listen, I'm not ashamed to tell nobody. I was a whole mother. My flesh didn't know the difference between her. You, you, or you. My flesh knew flesh. Come on. Speak about it. So what I had to do was I had to kill <laughs> the flesh of Virgil and put on Christ. Amen. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Listen, not just my mind. The way I think controls the way I move. So now that I say I love God and he loves me and I'm in, a, I'm in a covenant relationship with him, everything about me has to change. 
And it wasn't, it wasn't overnight, it was gradual. But the commitment that I had to show her was the fact that I was willing to do it. And I showed God that God, no matter what, I can do it. With you, I can do it. Now, I couldn't have did that in my own strength. So running is not a condition of my strength. Running is a condition of knowing what's on the inside of me. And it ain't make me no pump. And I know y'all thinking, oh, man, you run. When you run from something, you don't suffer. Listen, you call me whatever you want. You know what happens with suckers? We get the suckers and suckers get lit. (laughs) (laughs) Because I refuse to allow myself to be a sucker because that's what you determine or your definition of a sucker is. Life wasn't going to lick me. And so running I had to. I had to run for my life. Because if I would have had relationships or relation with that woman, I sounded like that wonderful president. You can't say I said nothing. I ain't said nothing. I said I sounded like it. I don't know. You choose which one it was. <laughs> I had to because I knew that that was a door for me and if I opened that door back up I would allow every spirit that I had that I had left on the altar left in the pool when I got baptized I would welcome I would welcome them all back and plus bring your cousins with you come on come on so I had to run. So you have to know when it's okay to run. Sometimes you're going to have to stand and fight. Then sometimes you're going to have to take flight too. Because if you think you're going to whoop a demon that has been around here for centuries in your flesh, then you have another thing coming. You ain't whooping no demon in your flesh. He's taking down kingdoms because they attacked them in their flesh. Psalms um, 68 and 20 says, God is to us a good, a God of deliverance. How many of y'all are interested in being delivered? Because I am. I was. Some of us need to be delivered. Amen. Amen. Psalm 68 and 20. God is to us a God of deliverance. Amen. Amen. And you have to know he is. He will deliver you out of the hand of the enemy. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Don't let nobody tell you he won't. He will. I'm a, I'm a living example that he will. Yes, indeed. I mean, I, I literally, he, I literally, I can, I, I can recall things. I, I ran out of things. Hmm. I was in a relationship with someone prior to coming to coming to um coming to getting saved, coming to ministry, and it was I 
and I know all, some of y'all may think this or have, have thought this, being in a relationship if you got saved and you were in a relationship with someone and God saved me, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I want them saved. <laughs> I want to continue this thing and I see we get saved together. That's the excitement. We get saved together. <laughs> we'll go on and live this life together. Not true for everybody. I told this young lady, I just got saved. Huh? <laughs> you? She, she gave me that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, me. You? Like, what? <laughs> Listen, God can't save me. I don't deserve being saved. I know I've done some things in my life and that I don't boast about, but I don't deserve to be saved. He came to save me too. Sidebar, James, can you check on those lights? It just went dark back there. And I don't want any young lady, I don't want any woman to walk to that restroom and it's pitch black right there. I don't know if they turned the lights off in the hole. Thank you. Thank you. Just looking out for you. I want to make sure everybody's safe. Thank you. Thank you. And, oh, so yeah, so. So I asked her, you want to get saved? Look, they have Bible study on Tuesday, service on week on Sunday. Listen, man, let's get saved. Man. I can get back. We get baptized together. Because <laughs> I, I ain't got baptized. I ain't got baptized yet. Well, no, that's a lie. I did. Because that's the ministry I grew up in. They baptized you the same day you all going to go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Well, no, no wait list. No, <laughs> no wait list. Yeah. We guess the day you accepted Jesus Christ, you went down and wore the same day. Oh, I right. loved it. Prepared or not, you had to get prepared. <laughs> now they didn't make you get baptized. They didn't drag you to the back. You getting in the water now, you want to be baptized. It was they asked you. And you ask people because you don't want to let you don't want to let that moment slip. Amen. The moment people get away and they have time to think and then allow the devil to get in and to give you every reason why you shouldn't, you walk further and further away from what you just committed to do. And if I can get you off, if I can get you off your confession and your belief, then now I have you back in the valley of decision. When you already made the decision, when there's, there's, there's that time in between, and then what you find with people, when they have that time in between, they end up running back to God because now they, they found that, okay, I couldn't do it. I can't do it. Most people run back into the world. I asked the lady, I asked the young lady, do you want to do it? Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not ready to do that. And I me, mean, I'm like, you know, tomorrow is not promise with any of us. I'm laying it on because I'm laying on all the new information that I just got. What they just told me a couple of days ago, I'm throwing it. <laughs> Tomorrow's not promised. You know, why walk out this? Why walk out to my house and anything can happen? You made a car accident. I'm just I'm, I'm laying it out there. And the one thing I had to remember is no man coming to God unless he is drawn back. Mm -hmm. You can't make anybody do anything. You know? A man, a woman, when I say man, that's mankind. Anyone who comes to Christ must first believe that he is mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. You have to know 
You can look at my life. I can sell you on the greatness of God in my life. But if you don't believe Amen. that he is what I say he is in your life and can have the great ability to be in your life, then you won't ever come to Christ. Amen. So listen, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, famous passage of scripture. Y'all know this scripture. 1 Corinthians. Y'all doing all right out there? Uh -huh. Amen. So you got to run to God. You got to run out of things. 1 Corinthians 10 13 says, they have no temptation taking you, but such as is common as is common to man. But God is faithful. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is faithful. God is faithful. You guys online, turn to the person that you're in the room with say, God is faithful. Type it in the chat. God is faithful. Amen. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. So whatever you are tempted with, he knows already. Yeah. He already knows. Amen? Amen? And that he knows that you are able. But with the temptation, also make a way to escape. <laughs> For some of y'all who don't quite get it, run! <laughs> He's giving you a way out. Don't walk. Run! That volatile relationship that you keep going back and forth in. Listen, if the Louis mean that much to you, then buy yourself a Louis. I know that's right. The business he bought you, that means more to you than your life. Listen, leave the business. Run. Get out. If you want anything that's unhealthy, some of you guys are worshiping the devil. Get out of that. Reading palms, crystals, sage burning in your house. Run if that's a, if you're in the house where that's happening. Get out of that. Free yourself from it. I just told you in Psalms 28, God is He is to us a God of the, of deliverance. He delivers. You gotta want to get out though. But maybe you don't know you need to get out. I'm telling you on today, you got to get out. He said, you made that he may make a way of escape that he may be able to bear it. Well, I don't know what's going to happen when I leave. He said he's going to give you a way out so you'll be able to bear it. He's already telling you he's going to be with you. So why not get out? Why stay in situations, dead situations, when he's called us to life? You can't live in dead situations. You weren't created to live in dead situations. That's why Jesus came. Amen. Amen. I'm talking to somebody out there. Listen, I hope you're listening. God is telling you to get out. Come on, run. Get out of that. If you are even listen, if you are if you are bold and you trust God, you leave everything you have to. Grab your kids. I ain't telling you to leave your kids. 
Get your kids and you get out of there. Whatever situation it is. Amen. That's male, female. Get out. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. Listen, we have to raise our trust level in God. Yeah. And not just our trust level. We have to know that God loves us. And we, listen, our love is conditioned. His isn't. We put strings on our love. You do something, goes, I need a little more string. I need a little more rope. Mm-hmm. You, you don't do what I tell you? You don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. We got to cut that and we got to run. We got to cut bait and run. I listen, I had enough sense to know that if I was getting ready to get into a fight with one person, that's fine. If there was five or ten of y'all, I'm not fighting five or ten of y'all. You call me what you want. I'll fight you another day. You. I don't have to prove how manly I am to fight 10 guys. That's just how that goes. But some of us think we have to prove just how tough we are. Just how much I I ain't having that. You mean to tell me you're going to stand in front of a moving car <laughs> and tell the driver behind the car, you don't scare me. <laughs> How ignorant is that? I worked with, I had a coworker. She told me she jumped in front of a guy because they got into an altercation. Well, I call it a small altercation. <laughs> you got into a small altercation with somebody over a parking space. Oh, Lord. Sometimes you just gotta use the wisdom that God is. Well, Amen. Let me Amen. say. Let me say this. <laughs> because I gotta remember. Sometimes we gotta remember who we're talking to. Everyone does not operate with the wisdom of God. Amen. That goes for Christians to unbelievers. Even some Christians, you be looking at them like you don't believe. And you are out here. Giving them all that lip service? One, people that I grew up with, they don't do all, they do all that talk. You, you know, you, you step like you were doing something. That was it. You, you was on the problem at that point. Fight broke out. Over the smallest thing. But you out there arguing over a parking space that neither one of you own. <laughs> he is in the vehicle. You are on. Street. It's a matter of seconds before someone will be calling your loved ones telling you that they, you just got ran over and killed by a cop. It's, a, it's, the, it's the craziest thing in the world for me. Sometimes you gotta run. And when I say run, I don't mean, I mean physically running, I mean physically walking yourself away from situations. You have to remove yourself from certain situations. Not because it's, it's a, it makes you look like a sucker or a punk, it, but it's going to preserve your life. And then the greater thing in that, if you're operating with the Spirit of God on the inside, it has the ability to save somebody else's life. Well, what's in you? 
What's that going on on the inside of you? I need to, I want to know more about that. I've had that happen. When people want to get into cussing matches and altercations and you show the love of God, they come back in a couple of days. There's something different about you. What's going on? What's, what's going on with you? <laughs> you don't know? Well, let me introduce you. And then we gradually start talking. And then I told I had to tell one of my coworkers, I can't go where others go. Because your getting back is not my getting back. Your point of no return is not my point of no return. Not that I'm any more spiritual than anybody else. I understand the consequences of my spirituality. I understand the consequences of the life that God has given me. I can win more people by doing the right thing than I can ever do with doing the wrong thing. So sometimes you may call me a punk and a sucker. And it's something that sometimes I'm pretty, I'm pretty vocal. I'm pretty forward. <laughs> I'm pretty vocal. There's something he's worth boisterous. Because why? Some things you're not going to talk me out of. And then some things I know the difference between what can be physical and what is just conversation. Other, other times I know when there's a ministering opportunity and when I'm just talking and entertaining fools. That's the wisdom that God is, wants to give each and every one of us. Because if you're, in a, if you're in a conversation and you're entertaining fools, then you become a fool. You become just like the person that you're engaging with because you're not going to win that. And then at some point, ego will get involved. My manhood ain't going to let you talk to me like that. I don't want no problems, brother. You win. So the guy was like, Man, you're able to just be so mild-mannered about things. You know why? Because I want God to do what he's done in my life in your life. I didn't have the temperament that I had now. I was always on go. I was always on 100. Always looking for an opportunity to, to engage in going back and forth with people sometimes. <laughs> then I had to realize, you know what? Some things just ain't worth it. Amen. I know that's bad, but not good, but it just felt good. Some things just ain't worth it. And you have to realize that. Some conversations you have to run away from. You have to determine if it's fruitful or if it's not. If it's moving, what the conversation was intended, was, which is to minister, whatever if, it was a, if you wanted to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ and it turns, bow out grace. You have, to you have to know what you talk, who you're talking to. You have to know your audience. And back to Joseph. Joseph knew this woman didn't, have, didn't want nothing else but to get him in bed. And it wasn't just because he was physical and just to get him in bed. It would destroy everything he had worked to at that point. How many, of us, how many of us are willing to just throw everything that God has done for us in a way because of one moment? So many of us do, though. 
Because we don't look at the greater picture. We only focus on the moment. My God. The moment is just what it is. It's a moment. When your life and the life God has set for you is greater and it has more more important people attached to it. Listen, the story that listen, the story that ends with Joseph is Joseph recovered everything. That was a blip in Joseph in Joseph's book. But the greatest story, the greatest story, and the greatest ending in Joseph's book, he got everything back plus some. And the brothers who he, who hated him, all he did was show them love. He even wept for them. Not in a sorrowful wet weeping, he wept because he loved them so much. Amen. Amen. Oh man, this that moment that he ran and that he ran out, he didn't think about he was running because of she wanted that. He ran because he knew everything that was attached to his life. Because Joseph, you can see, he was the seer. Joseph prophesied. God showed him things. And every step that Joseph of Joseph's life, it seemed like tragedy for others, was a victory for Joseph. So he knew that I couldn't fight the way they fought. I had to fight the way God told me to fight. And that's loving people. And you got and loving myself enough that, okay, so you throw me, so you, so you, so you throw me in a pit. So you so you sell me to slave. So you talk about me bad. So you, you say I want I wanted you and you really wanted me. <laughs> he knew all of that was nothing compared to what God had promised him. What do you guys know that God is promising you guys? That's going to keep you from falling into situations and getting out of situations that you know you're supposed to get out of. It's okay to run. It is. I tell you it is. Proverbs 18 and 10. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. So when you run, you have somewhere to run to. That's the key. So when you run, you just not running aimlessly. I'm not, I'm not a hard story guy. But y'all know these hard stories are some of the dumbest things going on. Because they know somebody trying to kill them and they just run and they just, what? What? <laughs> Dumb commercial. They hide behind chains. So it, it, if you think about it, it just shows you the mindset of people. When you don't have the spirit of God on the inside of you and panic sets in, you're subject to do anything. But when God is ordering your steps, you can run into the tower and you are safe. You can run into the kingdom advancing ministry and be safe. You can run into your prayer closet and be safe. You have a prayer partner. I can call my partner and I can run and be safe. Amen. Amen. Yeah. God is, the, God is telling you, run to safety. Wow. Don't just run. Run to safety. Don't just run aimlessly. 
Don't just be running. Now, I told you I don't want to just so somebody won't say, Pastor, he is not an ad. I don't watch scary movies. I don't, I'm not a proponent of scary movies, but I know I, I used to, and I know I, I have enough sense to know that when they're in scary movies and, and panic and, and fear sets in, they do the dumbest things. Fear will cause you to do dumb things. Anxiety will cause you to do something. Not knowing who will. Some people have been used to people paying their bills for. When they cut it off, what am I going to do? Trust in the Lord. He's not, he's not my sustainer. God is. She's not my sustainer. God is. The job is not my sustainer. God is. They talk about fear, fine, and laying off. And so, what am I going to do? I'm going to trust God. The same way I trust God when I got the job, I'm going to trust God if they decide to move me out of the job. I know something greater is coming. Mm -hmm. And I'm not suggesting that anybody will be left. What I am suggesting is that don't allow that to, to hold you in bondage either. Then you stop compromising who you are and what God has told you to do. Because you're afraid that if I don't do what they told me to do, rather than what God told me to do, I'm going to lose my job. Truth be told, if they ain't gonna fire you, they're gonna fire you anyway. If they're gonna let, let's say let you go. I know that I know that fire sounds a little bad. Some guy, that was harsh past me. If they're gonna let you go. Because in order to fire, you gotta do something wrong. Not necessarily. Yeah. But that's just my teaching. Let me move on from that. And so I just want to encourage you guys that it's running this. Listen, sometimes you gotta run. You gotta get out. You gotta get out. And so, what do you do now that you're out? Now that you ran into a safe place, and you now that you ran into the tower, you're saving. You ran into a, you ran into arms of people who will cover you and gird you up and pray, and you are out of whatever situation that is. Psalms 107 and two tells us, "Let the redeemed of the Lord say so." Now that you're out, you gotta say so. I'm out, y'all. I'm free. And the help, like I said, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So let the redeemer of the Lord, the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed in the hand of the enemy. You, you're out of the hand of the enemy. So now you got to tell people, I've been delivered. Amen. I've been set free. I am redeemed. Amen. Amen. And I'm on the road to recovery. You got to know that. You got to know that out there. Amen. You got to know without a shadow of a doubt that God is with you. He's covering you. And he's for you. Second Peter. Give you guys some scriptures because I want you guys not to just take my word for it. But go back and study the word. Go back and study the word for yourselves. Bible says that we hide the word in our hearts that we may not sin against it. You have to be able to have that word in on the inside of you. So when you need, when you at these these challenging times of your life, you can pull that word about it. You don't need to be searching for a scripture. 
And what do I believe, God? What do I believe? What does the word say? Get the word. Write these scriptures down that we go do a Bible study and in, in, in certain doing service. Write them down. Be able to regurgitate them. Bring them back up. When they ask God to, hey God, bring these things back to my remembrance. In a time of adversity, in a time of challenge in my life, I need to call, I need to be able to call on the word. Because he responds to his word. Amen. Yeah, he does. Because listen, people think he responds to our desperation. He does not. He responds to our faith and the word. Yes, indeed, he does. Yes, he does. And, it's, and here, even the greatest thing, the angels say they have come for the truth. When you release the word, you release angels to come and fight because of the word. Yeah, you got to give him something to fight with. You can't just say, I need you. I know you. I listen. I'm looking. I, I know you did. <laughs> what does the word say about your situation? We fight with our. We fight with our soul. The word. The word of God. Amen. Y'all in the Second Peter? Where? No. Chapter one. Second Peter chapter one verse four. It says, "For by these he had granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them ye may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world of lust." Escape. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. Where do you find his precious and magnificent promises? In the word. If you don't know what's precious and magnificent for your life, you will never know what God has promised you. In his word. That's why it's important for every believer to get in the word. Get in the word. Listen. Master. The one scripture you know. As opposed to trying to exegete and 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 all and doing everything concerning the Bible at, in totality. I heard a guy tell me, man, I read about from Genesis to Revelation. Okay, who told you to do that? <laughs> By telling me that means what? Did God tell you to do that? Then if God told you to do that, that's one thing. But that means what? Do you know everything that you just read from Genesis to Revelation? Can you actually tell me that from Genesis to Revelation, in every chapter, every verse, you know and you can apply it to your life? Because if you can't tell me that means absolutely nothing other than boasting in what you just done. And I'm not knocking that, but master one scripture and then live that scripture out. Prove to me that you're able to live what you're telling me about. Ooh, that's it. <laughs> so don't run 
with the fact that you're able to do that. Ain't no shade to anybody who that's what God told them to do. But for those of us who don't have the, not the capacity, but don't really have the patience to read from Genesis directly all in one city or all during the course of whatever time. <laughs> now, some people can, some people are just readers like that. And don't knock at them. If that's something that people enjoy doing, listen, by all means, do it. Comprehend what you read, though. Get a scripture and apply it to your life and then maximize that. When you read 1 Corinthians 13 and 10, that he that therefore no condemnation, um, test, um, but that set is common to man. But with it is faithful, he will also suffer us not with the temptation, but above all things, give us a way to take. Master that master that scripture. That's telling us that listen, temptation will come to everybody. Nobody's exempt from being tempted with anything. And here's the one thing that I told that I, that I used to always minister with, to young people in jail. You will never be tempted with something that you don't like. That's it doesn't make sense because then it's not a temptation for you. It's just something presented. But when you're tempted, it's going to be something that moves you in some kind of way. It's going to move your flesh. It's going to cause your, your mind to think. Y'all know the senses, our mind, our will, our emotions, our intellect. It's going to move us in some way, that temptation. Master that scripture. And listen, the key to that is when it comes, know that there's a, there's a, there's a back door out. He gives us the door out. There's a way to escape it that we may be able to bury it. And it doesn't bury us, amen? So listen, know when it's okay to run. You have to know. Every situation, you have to know when it's okay to run. When your time, when you got to get out, when you got to bail out. Come on. 